Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I'm Tyler Metcalf, joined, as always, by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, how are we doing? Fantastic. Good evening, Draft Maniacs. Um, I'm doing really good, Metcalf. It was a big day today. Very, very pumped up for this episode. Um, Woke up at 3 a.m. because I was so excited. Anytime we're about to post a mock draft on No Ceilings, you know, it's like Christmas morning for me. So, uh, yeah. I'm 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 in rare form right now. How are you doing, sir? How's the week going? It's an exciting time. I, I, I'm fantastic. Uh, you know, Tyrese Halliburton went absolutely bonkers today in the in season tournament. Um, always fun. He's good. He's he, good. He, it turns out he's good. Weird. Um, also getting full on into Christmas mode. So got the Christmas tree. Haven't decorated it yet, uh, but spent most of my afternoon uh climbing around on the roof hanging lights and uh you know um being as my wife would say irresponsible and not not safe enough um but i'm good i didn't fall off so we're, we're all good uh house looks great i cannot wait for christmas one of the best times of the times of the year did you go clark griswold mode and light up like every single bulb possible or or what no, no, I, I haven't taken down the city's um, electrical <laughs> grid yet. Um, so I figured, you know, f- first Christmas in the in the neighborhood, uh, take it easy on this one. And, and year by year, you know, I'll, I'll start stepping it up. Yeah, that's that seems very, very intelligent. Um, I think I've watched every Christmas movie with my wife like 15 times oh, already. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm running out of options. Um, <laughs> I feel like when in doubt, you just throw the Grinch in the rotation. And- oh just great you know so um yeah it's 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 a great time of the year enough christmas enough enough Enough. everyone knows why we're here draft episode um (laughs) in case you missed it no ceilings nba.com we published our first group mock draft um go check it out 100 free uh for the no ceilings plus members we will be putting up the recording of that um it was a process but we got through it. Um, so if, if you want to 
be privy to that recording and that that video um, and kind of our deliberation as we went through picks and some of our struggles, some of our disagreements, all of that kind of fun stuff. Uh, go subscribe, no ceilings NBA.com. Um, otherwise, just go check out the mock draft. We have a ton of write-ups on everyone in the first round. But today we're just going to run through the composite uh, mock draft and kind of go with what we liked, fits, didn't like all of that kind of stuff. So Rooker, we're just going to start five at a time through the first round, uh, starting with the first overall pick Detroit Pistons. We went Alexander Saar number two to the Spurs. We went Stefan Castle number three to the Wizards. We went Nikola Topic number four to the Grizzlies. We went Zachary Rissache and fifth to the trailblazers, Cody Williams. Let's start with the Pistons. Yeah. What I, there were a couple different ways we almost went with this. Um, how do you feel about where we landed with Sar? It's a tough one. Um, I, you know, it was. It's funny because every time we do these war room mock drafts, um, they usually get easier. I feel like mm-hmm. for a while, but the first one, the first mock drafts, always just uh, absolute. Like you're at the dentist getting your teeth pulled. Because it's just everyone's passionate about, you know, getting back into the groove of things. And we could tell right out of the gates with this one where it was like, oh, boy, this is going to be a real battle. And I think it it started right out of the gate. I feel like we usually get to like the fifth or sixth pick and then there's a pause. It was right away. It was like, oh, gosh, heavy debates, heated conversations. But I do think SAR was the right pick for Detroit. I, I get the upside. It's it's a very, and we're going to say this probably 15 times on this episode, <laughs> Metcalf, but it's, it's a very troubling draft. Yep. Um, there is a lot of excitement about some talent. And when I say troubling draft, it, asking everyone, I have, I'm dying to talk to someone around the league that is excited. And everyone's just like, I don't get any excited. <laughs> like, it's just unbelievable. So I don't know. It, it, it was tough, but, when it comes to Detroit, I know everyone's, you know, giving them a hard time with their, you know, their games lately and, and losing streak and all that fun stuff. I think this is still, you got to keep, you got to keep pushing forward. You got to keep adding the pieces. And I think SAR is another great piece that Jalen Duran looks fantastic. I saw he's going to be out for a little bit, get healthy, big fella, but add SAR's defensive potential. He doesn't need to be your offensive force. Sar and Asar Thompson sound very fun to groom. Cade's Cade. I don't know. I, I, I still like that pick. What about you? I'm okay with it just because yeah. of the upside that he still provides. Um, I, I, I think the biggest selling point with him is the defense. Um, the shot is promising. I think I buy it. But I, I think a lot of his offense is still really theoretical. I really like him as kind of an off ball play finisher, um, the catch and shoot stuff, the pick and pop stuff, the rim running. I, I think a lot of that stuff could really complement Cade at a really high level, but I think the fit next to Duran would be iffy at best. Um, I asked a, a, a scout in the league if he thought Sar was 
if he could play four. And before I could even get the question out, um, he was shooting it down and saying, no, he's, he's absolutely a five. So, you know, that, that was a real good boost to my self-esteem. Um, I don't mean to interrupt. (laughs) Those are my favorite moments when he talks to people around the league with the Yasin question. And they're just so passionate to be like, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, I, the coffee wasn't kicking in, but now yeah. I just feel like it. Is. But it's also yeah, it, funny it, because they get they, they they explain and they're just like I can't stand it, and it, it ends up being a great conversation. But it's just funny when people are so passionate to get it. So go ahead. Yeah. So I I I, I still think there's a little bit where he could you know, potentially, um, especially if the shot really does come around and, you know, maybe we see a Timberwolves-esque Twin Towers lineup with him and, uh, or with, with him and Duran. But there's also a lot of PTSD there where they've been playing a lot of two big lineups this year and it has been dog shit. It has been flat out awful. Um, they are arguably the worst team in the league. Uh, them and the Spurs are, you know, really duking it out. But that that's my biggest hesitation with it. I, I still think Saar probably has the most upside. He's number two on my board. The name I threw out right away, though, was Jacoby Walter. And I still think that that's where I would lean with this pick. I know it doesn't feel like a traditional number one pick, um, but I, I still really like Walter. I think he would fit perfectly on this team. I know with the number one pick, you don't necessarily want to be drafting for fit, but I think there's a ton of upside there still. So that's where I would lean. I think I was with you. I think I was like, I know it was one of those, like we all just took a deep breath and we're like, (laughs) Jacoby could be there. And I was like, please Lord, not a point guard, (laughs) but Detroit has to figure out who is part of the puzzle moving forward. They got to figure that out this year. I, 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 I'm convinced it's, you got Cade Duran, Asar looks like he's going to be fine. You've got to figure out what you're doing after that. What is the direction of the team? Do you want to add something alongside Duran? Fine. Do you want to add something along Cade that might fit a little bit smoother than the Jaden Ivy experience? Fine. It's just like, we have to figure out what you do. Like it, it's it's movie scene. Like what would you say you do here? Shout out office space. It's just, they got to figure out what's the direction of this team. What do they want to be? Like, do they want to be this tough interior presence right now? We've kind of seen it not really work out. Great. Do they want to become a floor spacing team and surround Cade with a bunch of shooters? Maybe Jacoby makes sense, but I'm right there with you. It's, it's, it's an uncomfortable number one, right? Now. Mm-hmm. It's like a, but also like if a guy just starts kicking ass and is the top prospect and it's a guard, I don't know if it makes like Detroit's going to have to convince someone to come up in a draft in which people aren't going to want to trade up to go get a lot of people. It's, it's just a really awesome chaotic year and i love every second of it because it's just created so many good conversations on the side with really talented evaluators absolutely um at number two stefan castle spurs just desperately need a guard um i i think the three names that we kind of threw out here were castle topich and collier uh they were fans of kind of all of those but i think castle just kind of nudged it out in the end um at number three though the wizards 
I thought this one was really interesting and we ended up going Nikola Topic. I think another team where they desperately need someone in charge, a better decision maker, a better playmaker, someone who elevates the play of those around them. They have some really in- intriguing scorers on the wing and stuff. Um, but there's not a whole lot of maturity going on there. So what, wh- where did you land with Topic and the wizards? Um, the, the funny thing was we did this and I kind of was like, oh, I'm sure we're going to get some reactions in the public space because everyone loves mock drafts. And then I feel like we saw some mainstream ones kind of having the same vibe. And I was like, okay, like, I guess we're not crazy all the time. I guess we know our stuff. I think Topic is okay. All right, fine. Here we go. So I talked to one of my favorite connections and I was just like, Hey, like checking in. What do you what do you think of the year? She's just like, I don't get it. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> your, your your go-to stuff is international scouting. So I'm really scared <laughs> if this is what you're starting off with. He's like, I don't get any of it. Like, I don't get the hype. I don't get, he's like, Topic's that high. Like, come on, what are we doing? I was like, oh boy, we're in December. This is gonna be a great couple of year or months. I, I get Topic. I think he's getting hype in a draft that's lacking star power. I think he's if he's six, seven with fantastic playmaking, a lot of teams could use that. Um, the shot will be the question. The wizards, like they just need to keep hitting picks. Like Kulabale looks fantastic for them. I think they're doing a great job of letting him build some confidence and get some more playing time. But now you need to hit again. You need to get another one. Um, everyone knows how I feel about the Jordan pool experience. So I don't want to stay on that one too much, but I, I just think Topic could be a really good addition for them. What do you think, Metcalf? Yeah, I, I think the the three names that were kind of thrown out here were Topic, Jacoby, and Collier. Um, I immediately shot down Jacoby because I'm not letting them destroy another one of my fun shooting guards. Um, so that that came off the table pretty quickly, and I think that was more of just kind of a talent BPA. Um, type of kind of proposition there uh because I, I i still think the fit there is kind of messy um but topic and collier i think are the two um names that really deserve a lot of credence here i lean topic just because i i think his playmaking and decision making and ball security is leagues ahead of where collier is right now um I'm intrigued by Collier. I think there's a lot to really like there. The shot's been way better than I expected. Still very low volume. I think I might buy his shot a little more than Topic's. Um, I'm not super excited about either. But the way that Topic constantly gets to his spots, gets everyone involved, and is just putting up bonkers numbers by the game in a pro league, it's really impressive stuff. And when you look at the kind of other pieces that they have on that team already. Obviously, I don't think Poole and Kuzma and Tyus Jones are long-term options necessarily, but you know, Poole and Kuzma at least next year have the scoring capabilities where they would put up awesome numbers, you know, with Topic setting them up. Uh Kulabali would help insulate his defensive woes uh, quite a bit. Denny would help with that as well. Gafford some rim, rim running stuff with Topic um because we haven't really seen what Topic's lob game looks like uh, because he doesn't really play with uh, a rim runner at center. Uh, I'm 
blanking on the name, but it was Tennessee center from last year, Plavsic or something like that. Uh, um, yeah. He's, yeah. he's more of a kind of pocket pass drive and dump, you know, type, type of pick and roll score. Um, but I, I think there's a lot to like there. And then if you're just taking a swing, we, we saw that Washington's front office was more than happy to take a huge swing in last year's draft going with Koulibaly, uh, someone that, you know, we're really intrigued by, but was probably one of the more long-term options at that spot. He's already kind of paying dividends and looking the part of an NBA wing and he's just scratching the surface. So for them to take the long-term view again and really just take a swing, um, on a guy like Topich, I think makes a lot of sense because he already has two absolutely elite skills for a prospect with his rim pressure and ability to finish there along with his playmaking. I'm right there with you. I think it would be a, a good swing. That's what you want to do with a rebuilding team is if you can be patient and let guys get experience, get some run, get some confidence, get playing time. You can pay off in a big way. If you're patient, a lot of ownerships and stuff don't have patience which I understand it's a business, but the smart ones allow the team to develop, allow these players to, to blossom. So I think Washington's doing it, doing it right with Bilal Koulibaly right now. And Topic would be another worthy swing. Um, I, I really do believe so. All right. Uh, looking at the rest of the top five, Risa Shea at four, um, He's just been playing really well this year. I think this is kind of they, they've yet to find to really hit on a big swing at the wing position. Uh, they've obviously hit with Jaron Jackson, John Morant, but that and Desmond Bain. Um, but the Zaire Williams swing hasn't necessarily worked out. And I, I think that this would be a perfect fit um, in terms of his skill sets and then kind of a similar mindset with Cody Williams, who has been looking more and more confident by the game. Uh, but he's been really, really impressive this year. Cody looks great. I, I think that's the name that could start to really heat up with a couple of big performances. That's the also when conference play starts coming around. If Cody Williams keeps doing this against Pac, yeah. Pac-12, are we even allowed to say Pac-12 yeah. anymore? Um, but if he keeps doing that against tough teams, that's going to really get scorching. And he's been fantastic. I think we've said this on previous pods. We thought it was going to take longer for him to start gelling, and it, he looks really good. And he looks really good, Metcalf, and he's just realizing how good he can be. Yeah. And there's so much potential ahead of his game. That's why it's really exciting. But, um, yeah, and, and – I think I've told you before we hit record, I think this is going to be a draft in which low ceiling guys, you know, might get a little bit more love. But what about no ceiling? Exactly. Yes. I was trying to think of a joke, <laughs> but I don't have the brain power. But like Re- Risha Shea, yeah, could be enticing to teams because he might offer a safer player that like a prospect that you know what he can bring to the table early on. So which is bonkers considering where we were six months ago with him. Yeah, six months ago, we were like, hey, maybe I could take a swing on him at the end of the first. And <laughs> if it hits, like, now we're like, oh, top five. But I do think, like, you know, it's just going to be interesting. And there's a, I want to tell everyone this, like, there's such a wide range. It's more than ever. Yeah. Like, next, next mock draft could be completely flipped. Like, it, it just, there's a lot of questions still. So that's all I had. All right, uh, let's move on to 6 through 10 uh, after we take a quick 
break. Metcalf all over the, you know. Okay. I'm, wor- uh, I'm working the graphics. <laughs> all right. And we're back. Um, yeah, that, that'll be a fun edit. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So with the six pick, we had the Charlotte Hornets taking Ryan Dunn at seven, the Bulls with Isaiah Collier, eight, uh, Jacoby Walter to the Jazz, nine, Justin Edwards to the Trailblazers, and 10, Reed Shepard to the Spurs. You you pick Metcalf. Where do you want to start? There's a, um, this is a, a gauntlet of just people. I mean, oh, is... I can already see the comments flowing. In. This is a <laughs> gauntlet. Yeah, uh, that this one was messy. Um, I I guess let's start with Ryan Dunn. Um, feels high. It feels high. I like him a lot. I really do. I like his fit there. Um, the defense hit the the defensive pairing of him and mark williams would be so much fun but uh man it it feels it feels kind of high for a guy who's uh not doing a whole lot of anything on offense besides cutting i love him and it was like a very (laughs) quick like yeah i like done here and i was like what (laughs) like it was one of the easiest picks when it came to like i was like there's no more debate and the problem is because I think it's just fit and we were trying to be like, okay, like did we, was Jacoby another name we said there? I, I think J- Jacoby was the other one. Um, Jacoby think- kept coming up and no one, we, we couldn't like all get in. Like, yeah. we were, cause like we said this before, for anyone that doesn't know this, we debate, everyone nominates someone. And then we kind of, when it gets heated, we go, okay, let's take it to a vote. And then from there, if there's a tie, we basically limit it to like, it's always a tie. (laughs) And someone has the deciding vote and just smiles and then votes to make it a tie. And we're like, you sure. But like, and then it would go down to two and it's like, okay, you got to pick between two. Um, But it felt like Dunn was the, one of the easiest ones because everyone was like, well, Dunn, Mark Williams, Brandon Miller, LaMelo. I was like, yeah, that's makes a lot of sense. But is six right now. Like Metcalf just said, I love Ryan Dunn. Yeah. He's one of my favorite guys in this draft. But six for a guy that, you know, I'm not trying to put them in the same conversation, but Asar went early, but Asar was an unbelievable playmaker. Yeah. Like crazy vision. Just he had a lot, he had more to offer immediately. Dunn is just this same type of freak athlete. Don't get my words twisted. And just an unbelievable defender, but there's not a lot of offense. Yeah. You know, so if we look, Two months now, and Dunn's taking high volume threes and shooting forty percent. Yeah, he's going six, top five. But I don't think that's his game. And we talked about this before. I don't think he's going to be a guy that we're like, oh, he's averaging six threes a game. I don't, I don't, don't think that's what he does. That that would stun me. And I, I think the mechanics are okay, but there are a lot of times where he just doesn't even look at the rim when he's wide open on the wing and. That concerns me a little bit where it's like, I think it's like more, he wants to be playing smart team basketball when it's like, I, someone I, needs to be like, Ryan, shoot the ball. Like you could sh- just shoot well, it. And, and, and that he'll never get told that in Virginia's offense. No, um, never ever. But, uh, I want to win 30 to 28. <laughs> uh, Collier at seven to the bulls. Um, this one kind of felt like BPA take, take the big swing. Uh, they're rebuilding. 
I don't know. Collier's fine, I guess, for me. Um, I thought let's talk about made- Collier. Come sure. on, don't, 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 don't cut corners. Let's talk about Collier. Um, because I was shocked. Um, I feel like I was pushing Collier early, and there was not a lot of love from the No Ceilings crew. And I was like, wow, interesting. Because I also get to a point where that, where I'm like, hey, what's realistic? You know, like I, I can be projecting someone at some point, but I'm like, what's realistic here? Mm-hmm. Um, and Collier's tough because you this the talent is undeniable. Yes, he he has the tools to be the number one pick. Mm-hmm. He has the tools to be the number one pick in this draft. The questions each game are getting louder. And they're legit questions. They are legit red flags that can be fixed, but they are legit red flags that are getting louder when when you talk to people that are important around the league. Those questions are getting louder, which is a very loud endorsement this time of the year, if that's already coming up. You usually get that type of stuff like later on. But like it's the turnovers. He's, he's averaging more turnovers than assist i think if i'm correct uh, off of memory i made a grab points, today and i forget yeah. four, okay 4.6 turnovers 4.5 assists yeah not great bob that's a lot of turnovers the defensive effort i'll say this it's gotten to a point where we were all like scared talking at no ceilings in the group chat of like am i being a prick or is his <laughs> defensive effort it's i'm not kidding i got a it's text from someone on our team i feel like metcalf also texted me where it was like Am I a jerk or is his defensive effort kind of, you know, poor? I did. <laughs> trying to find a better way to say it. And I was like, no, I don't think you're a prick. And then, like, all of a sudden, Gavoni tweets it. And I was like, okay, I guess we're all seeing something. So it's all stuff I think can get fixed, but it's stuff to pay attention about. And I think people were like, how is he going seventh here? And it's like, because fit and at some point, best player available. That's just my thoughts. I'm fired up now. I love these episodes. I love them. Um, what do you What yeah. do you think, my captain? I mean, is seven ridiculous to fall? I, right now, I have him at ten. So no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you I love you, to you, see your DMs after you, you can message this. me at uh, at Tyler no. underscore Rucker. <laughs> oh. Yes, um, you can. You can. I, I it's fine. I, I, I think taking the swing on him at seven, especially to the Bulls, makes sense. And I wouldn't be upset with it by any means. Um, the, the shot has been better than I thought it would. It still looks kind of funky. It's still low volume. So I'm not entirely convinced. Um, the Like you said, the defensive stuff is, it's just not good. Um, I, I think some of the on-ball stuff is okay because of how strong and physical he is. And when he really wants to, he can move his feet. Um, but I hate guys like that where it's like, oh, well, when he wants to, it's like, okay, well, if we're saying that every single game that we watch of, man, the defense was bad except for those four possessions where he really locked in. It's like, all right, well, what about the other 90? Um, That's really concerning. And it's mostly the off-ball stuff where once he's not directly involved in the play, he just shuts off and he gets caught ball watching and he gets back cut and he's four steps behind chasing chasing through screens. that's just really, really tough to kind of, that's a really bad habit to work out of a young player, not impossible, but 
it's tough. Um, the playmaking is incredible. I love his ability to get to the rim, play bully ball, uh, generate fouls, get to the line, find guys on kickouts and dump offs. Um, but the turnovers are obscene right now. And I think the ball sticks with him a lot. Like when the, when, when it swings around the perimeter and gets to him on the, on the opposite wing, it's always catch pause, then survey. And now I'm going to figure out what I want to do. And most of a lot of the time it's all right, I'm going to back it out, call for a screen. And then we're going to go from there. That split decision, attack the closeout or split, you know, pull up right away or make that extra pass right away. It's not there as much as it should be for a guy as creative of a passer as he is. So maybe some of it's just my kind of reaction to expectations, to perception. Um, because from what I've seen, which is a good amount, um, I, I'm not seeing a lot of the guys that so many people are trying to pump up. I'm not saying he's bad or untalented or unworthy of a top five pick. Just it's a much bigger lottery ticket um, in my eyes than in some others. The high, the highs are absolutely awesome. Yeah. His, his highlight tape and just raw numbers at the end of the year are going to be insane. The highs are as good as anyone. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm I watched just his like highs. Like I was just trying to be like, okay, I want to see what when call yours cooking. What does it look like? It's very exciting. Very fun. He's a bully get, when he gets in traffic. People bounce off him with relative ease. He can finish. He's tough. The playmaking's impressed me. There's a lot of really good stuff, but I think you're spot on with everything. Like there is concerns defensively with ball watching, effort defensively. The ball sticks. A lot of his highlights are like you said, where it's like, oh, he brings the ball out and then it's like, okay, here comes a clear, you know, pick and roll, like a lot of clock. And I've watched a couple of games. Um, Oklahoma played them really tough. Mm-hmm. And he was doing some good stuff in the first half. And I feel like second half, like, I hadn't even attempted a shot or something for a lengthy run. And I was like, whoa, what? You're you're the guy. You're supposed to be top five pick. Yeah. You can't be going almost a half of a second half without shooting once. Like, you got to come on. Let's go. So check-ins. It's what we always do. You got to wait and check in on guys and see see what happens. Uh, last thing with him, he's listed at six five. You buy that? No. Okay, moving on. Um, number eight, Jacoby to the Jazz. Didn't love the fit, but BPA. Um, and I still the, like that fit. And, and I, no I, I think it's clumsy. about it. Yeah, I think okay. it's clumsy. All right. Okay. I, the, the Jazz have been playing Keontae at point pretty exclusively um which i think is going to be really good for his long-term development but a lot of that's been pretty rough um they they have no playmaking on that team right now and it really shows jacoby i love him to death i think that he's a better passer than the numbers suggest uh but he's not helping their playmaking woes right away um justin edwards at nine just another swing on a wing reed shepherd at 10 to the spurs pairing him with castle interesting yes no I love, I, I I mean, I'll, you know, we got a lot of Spurs fans in the chat. I love Spurs draft I, for what we did for them. I get <laughs> Castle too and Shepard, like, it fixed the backcourt quickly. <laughs> um, no, I loved it. I thought it was a great pair of picks. It was just funny. Um, Shepard, when we got there, it was, it was a very loud, everyone was like, yeah, Reed. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're in. Like, but 
it's just this is always just fun stuff um yeah we i i, I don't think we need to go too in depth on him we did last episode and, yeah we did the last and, episode and edwards at nine over under where he'll be next mock let's just make a fun bet 15 oh er, earlier than 15 yeah think, will he I, will he be in the lottery next mock draft i i think he still will if you're gonna set at nine mm, <laughs> i, I, I don't know I, over on that. a lot of time but uh we'll see I'm rooting for him to turn it around, but he's running out of time. He's got to get something going. Yes, he is. You're not uh, moving him. You got to do something. He's snapping. <laughs> so, like, um, okay. Right. Let's move. move on. Let's move on to 11 through 15. So at 11, we had Donovan Klingon to the Thunder. At 12, Ron Holland to the Hawks. 13, Modest Bezelis to the Thunder. 14, Kyle Filipowski to the Rockets. And 15, Rob Dillingham to the Pelicans. Where do you want to start? I mean, there's just a lot of heat here. So you, it's... you, the floor is yours, sir. No, you... no, 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 no. You're okay, taking, I'll take this. One. Um, you taking this one. I think people are going to freak out about number 12 and, and 13 and no, I don't think the 13 was as big as the, of a curveball as number 12, but yeah, actually. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't think that's that crazy. Um, I Probably, I I thought Ron Holland was still going to end up going in the top ten. Yeah, so. he's not I, Sean Marion, so we need to stop yes. that. We we really, really need to stop <laughs> that. Um, we had a good uh, someone said that, and I was like, hey, if he was Sean Marion, this draft would be easy. He's not, but he's very exciting talent. I think he's going to require a lot of patience this year, as this whole class is. We have to remind ourselves, everyone. Just patience, be patient. But Ron Holland at 12, I know that seems lower than most people would expect. I think there's questions with him. I think they're legit questions too. What about you? Where, where are you at? Um, yeah, same. I mean, there there were definitely people pushing for Holland um as early as five. Um, you know, so his name came up quite a bit. But yeah, I here we go. Of... I'm telling you, here we go. D Steven. Wow, Ron Holland 12. How the mighty have fallen. And Dirty Dancer, who we always love. I don't get Edwards over Holland at all. That, but I, I don't know. It, it's just fascinating to me. I think Edwards is trending the downward quickly. I think Holland could still bounce back. Um, oh, God, yeah. And and be fine. Yeah. Um, I, I think there are just a lot of inconsistencies in his game that need to be cleaned up. Um I wasn't overly impressed with him when we were in Portland for a hoop summit drink. Um, I, I thought a lot of the stuff during practice was mediocre at best in terms of work rate and effort being put in attention to detail, all that kind of stuff. I thought the vast majority of players there were way more impressive. Obviously he's one of those guys where once the game tips off he just switches that flip and hits that whole new level of intensity but what type of limit does that put on his ceiling i i'm not sure i need to see some more consistency with him um obviously doing that in a pro league like the g league is a lot to ask but that's why you go there is to be put in uncomfortable situations and come out better on the other side so i think he's still in the right spot to do that it's just early season struggles what it looks like a month from now, two months, three months from now, that's where the real key with him is going to 
uh, come in. And just, you know, for those of you hopping in the live stream here, just a reminder, this is not Rutgers and I alone. No, 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 draft. no. This yes, is yes, everyone yes. at No Ceiling. So, you know, nine, ten of us who are there. We have um, write-ups. So. We had write-ups. Go check it out on the site. It's free. We have very detailed analysis from everyone. But, yes, this was, like, it wasn't, you know, we got to – 12 and or it wasn't we were just like bashing ron holland the whole time it, it was a consensus everyone voting and we were like hey ron holland's going a little later okay fine but i think you know an interesting thing is like okay well why why wouldn't holland go ahead of edwards um and i don't want to spend too much time on this because we want to move forward but like, i think teams are trying to figure out what edwards is right now because the three-point shot he was projecting to be this outside shooter. The shot hasn't come around yet. Kentucky's asking a lot of him as they're waiting for the bigs to kind of get back into the rotation, get healthy. So he's doing a lot of stuff. Um, Dillingham's look great. We're going to talk about him in a sec. Reed Shepard's look great. You know, there's just a lot of stuff. It's very, very early, but I think Edwards needs to start putting together some performances because I think if the shot starts to fall, you're at least in theory thinking like, okay, maybe lower ceiling, but outside shooter six eight good size um we'll see with ron holland i also think holland's like everyone i think he's six six right yeah he's been listed anywhere from six six to six eight and i it's amazing. do not think he's six eight i think no, he's so, much closer to the six six um we'll see well we'll see um who else do you want to talk about i don't want to go too crazy on that um on that train Mata's I we need way more take way more from back in there. Filipowski at 14 was a bit rich for me. Um it's fine. I think he's gonna end up there though, but I, I hear you. I think Dillingham's the one that could that was this. fun. I was really excited about this fit. So I was um, too. I also like Klingon to OKC. I, yeah, I think he's been that's fine. a great fit if he ended up there. But um but just thinking about the long term Dillingham Hawkins backcourt. Whew, that gets me excited. That gets me that a lot of shooting there, a lot of athleticism, a lot of fun. Um, and then they get to be insulated with the defense of Trey Murphy and Herb Jones, Herb Jones. and, you know, Jose Alvarado off the bench and Dyson Marshall, Daniels. Dyson Daniels that I love that fit. I think it's a real fun injection of creativity, um, of scoring, of shooting, of playmaking into a point guard spot and, a team that I think is kind of lacking at that position where, you know, aside from injuries, if I kind of had to point out like one apparent weakness of them is that kind of lack of a true point guard. So yeah. I, I, I think that would be a really, really fun long-term fit. I completely agree. Um, moving forward. Yep. Uh, all right. At 16, we had Trey Alexander to the Miami heat at 17 Dalton Necht. Is it connect or Necht? I think it's connect. Are, are, we, are we pronouncing the K? I like the connect. I okay. think it's connect, like connect right. four. Well, uh, apologies to the connect family. So Dalton connect at 17 to the Cavaliers, Tyler Smith at 18 to the Pacers, Adem Bona at 19 to the Pelicans, and Kevin McCullough at 20 to the Knicks. Where do you want to start? No, I did last time. You got to start. No, you, you barely did it. I think McCullough is um, going higher than 20. So do I. He has been one of the most impressive players in this entire draft cycle. I mean, he's, he's almost averaging 20 a game. His shooting splits are fantastic. He's still being a pest defensively. He just looks like the dream upperclassman Metcalf. Like he, he looks like exactly what you dream of a guy going back and working on their game each year. So I, I think he looks fantastic. 
I think he's going to take advantage of this class having questions. I think some team's going to look at Kevin McCullough and be like, safe, give us that. We'll we'll make that work. That'll work for us. And I'm not saying they're the same player by any means, but they're going to see what the Heat have gotten from Jaime Hawkes this year. Yes. And, you know, what what other teams have gotten from upperclassmen who have been able to contribute right away. And they'll be like, why don't we just take Kevin instead of this lottery ticket? Again, not saying they're the same player, but that com- that comparison, it happens a lot. Um, and rightfully so with McCullough, because I think he's arguably the best team defender in this class. Really good cutter, good rebounder, good passer. Um, and now the corner three is there. So I, I absolutely love McCullough. Um, and I think b- having that kind of ready-made, as ready-made as a rookie can be, uh, but that ready-made guy going to New York makes makes sense. Absolutely. Um, what else What else are you thinking? Um, let's talk about Dalton. Let's, um, let's talk about Dalton. I think he's going to go before this. I do too. I, I really, really do. I, I think everyone needs to buckle up. I don't think top 10 is totally out of the question with him if he keeps playing like he is right now. He is third dancer said he doesn't like the Dalton defense and he's still late first here. Here's what I'll say about Dalton. Um, and here's what I'll say about this draft. I think this is the draft in which find the NBA skill right away. Yep. Like more than ever. What, what is he going to bring to the table? I know everyone's going to be like, well, he's good, but what about his defense? This might be the draft you're like, teams are going to be like, what can he do? We we just, we don't care about finding the all-around prospect right now. We need someone that can just help us because this year they're going to be more in demand than ever. Um, and I think Dalton's offensive game at 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, with his athleticism, he's a very sneaky athlete. Very impressive when I watch him. I'm like, this kid can float when he wants. He's aggressive. He's got the right mentality. He's got a scorer's mentality. And he can shoot the crap out of it. If you can find that, that is going to be a hot commodity because all this happens is he has a great year shooting. He's going to average about 18 or 19 a game. Then we're going to get to the workouts for the pre-draft and he's going to shoot the cover off the ball and teams are going to be like, oh, this is great. So I'm right there with you. I mean, you watch that North Carolina game. They were getting their ass kicked and he was basically bringing them back into even having a chance. He's attacking the basket. I think he's just a, a damn good player. Um, so I'm right there with you. It would not shock me if he keeps just climbing a little bit. And we're just like, oh, Dalton's in the lottery. You know, well, why do you like him so much, Metcalf? We haven't talked about him much. 6'6", six, six, three-level scorer, really good athlete. In this draft, that's enough. That That's more that than enough for me quickly. to get be like, yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Um, really good shooter, movement shooter too, not just standstill stuff. Uh, consistently getting to his spots in the mid-range, attacking the rim. Um, you know, for what it's worth, I think the defense is bad too. Um, but I do think he's very slowly taking steps in the right direction, kind of game by game. I don't think he's ever going to be a great defender, but I think those offensive skills are enough. Um, and him being able I my big hesitation with him coming into the season uh, aside from the defense was I thought he was just going to be a perimeter guy and the scoring was purely going to be three point stuff. 
and not the case at all. Uh, he's getting out running in transition. He's dunking on guys. He's you know hitting mid-range pull-ups. I'm very, very, very in on Dalton. And uh, sh- you know, shout out to Maxwell um, for that early season call-out. A little bit of this or that. Uh, Dalton or um, Topic. Okay. Well, what? Um, also, you have to. We have to start making you answer these too. Well, so you just be... give me your answer right after. Okay. So uh, Topic for me. Yeah. Same. Uh, Dalton or Cody. Cody. Same. Uh, Dalton or Reed Shepard. Uh, Reed. Same, but it's close. Uh, it's Dalton, getting close. Dalton or Dillingham. I have them back to back. So Sorry. right now I have Dillingham. Stop, God, stop copying my board. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> it's always creepy because we're very close. Uh, um, Dal- Dalton or McCuller? Uh, McCuller. Oh, okay. I have them back to back, but switched. Uh, Dalton or Modest? Um, modest, but I mean, you know, I, I, I just go ahead, move on. <laughs> um, all right, that that's all I got. Dalton, anyone else in this kind of bunch that you want to dive into? Um, I'm trying to look. No, Tyler Smith's been great. I think that he's going to be a sneaky player that teams are going to like a lot. Um, I think Trey, I think Trey's going to bounce back. I still, that would be the classic if he ends up there. I'm still high on him. We'll see if things level out. You know, he had lightning quick start to the year, kind of slow down. But no, that's all I got, unless you got any other thoughts. Um, no, just, I think two of the more polarizing guys among the group um, are the No Ceilings group, where Trey Alexander and Adembona, where yeah, handful are very in on both, and the handful are very out on both. So this kind of felt like a, a bit of common ground to have them go in that range. I don't it was know. interesting. I, I, I was I'm, like, I'm cooling on Trey. Um, yeah, I'm cooling. I still but, like him, but some of the red flags are becoming kind of glaring. I'm not there yet. I, I, I think this is a stretch of him that it's also tough when guys are handed the keys for sure. And I don't care what anyone says that start could not, you cannot keep that start up. Like no. Reed Shepard, as great as a start he's had, he ain't going to be able to keep that up. So God, you have to level out, but it's, it's how do you level? How do you come back down and how do you respond? That's my biggest thing when I'm saying, so like Trey had a couple struggling games. I want to see how he responds. If he bounces back and has a couple really good four game stretch, I'm going to be like, all right, okay. Okay. But I don't know. I, I get it. I'm cooling a little bit, but I don't know. I also think maybe we're, he might be a guy that we're all overthinking. So we'll see. We'll see. Very we'll see. silly could. Um, we'll move on to 21 to 25 right after our last ad break. All right. We're back uh, at 21 Phoenix Suns, Tyrese Proctor at 22 the Atlanta Hawks took Khalil Ware at 23. 76ers took Lil Bob Carrington. 24, PJ Hall to the Knicks at 25. Oso Iguodaro to the Nuggets. Boy, oh boy, what a group. Yeah, it, it is the... It's the wild card group. Sort of? That's one way to put it. Uh, where do you want to start? <laughs> 
PJ Hall and Oso are trending in the right direction. I think PJ is going to be one of those sneaky picks that just keeps like, oh yeah, he's he's really playing some good hoops. Oso, I'm convinced is just some team's going to fall in love with being like, there's yeah. our backup big. Um, yeah. PJ Hall's been doing work for Clemson. He's been impressive. Um, where are you at? Yeah, and. PJ just kind of steadily grows on me by the game. Yep. Um, I, I'm not in love with him, but you know, some people are throwing him out around pick 20, um, if not earlier. Uh, so that, you know, there, there are a couple of very big fans and he's kind of steadily trending the right way across a myriad of sites. So um, I, I think we, we're going to start seeing him mentioned in the first round a little more consistently. Uh, just kind of versatile does the little things. Oh, so I just, I'm not there. Um, I get, I get the intrigue, but he, he's just not my cup of tea. He, I think he's a great pick. If you getting him at the end of the first round, if you have a big, he's your backup big, he's your rotation big. And that's why like, when we put him to Denver, I was like, this is a fit that makes a ton of sense because it does because he can play good defense. He's a good shot blocker and he's got some good feel and playmaking. So you take Jokic out of the game, you put Oso in there. He's got good size. He's not going to get played off the court because of, you know, doesn't understand. I just, I'm never going to be at a point where I'm like, oh, Oso's a lottery pick because I think you could get other yeah. higher upside. But if you're a team like Denver, we just saw that they do this. You know, they added Julian Strother. They add guys like this that are just give us the guys that are upperclassmen that are going to be expecting to hit the ground running and they're going to hold themselves accountable. And I think Oso will be probably be a good Intel guy. Like there's just a lot of stuff I can see working in his favor. So I, I get the hesitation because last year I couldn't have been further out on yeah. Oso, but I just watched him against, um, you, was it UCLA and Purdue? I always get him confused. Yes. Or was it against, yeah, it was UCLA and Purdue. He looked great. He, he looked like a very good player. Just solid. Yeah, I, he, I, I'm just going to need more time with him, um, which is a weird thing to say about a guy that I've watched for multiple years now. Um, Cleo Ware to the Hawks at 22 was way too rich for me, but there were some who were very passionate about it. Um, I think theoretically it makes some sense, a little pick and pop, big the shot blocking numbers have been good. Um, I think Mike Woodson has done a terrific job in putting him in spots to succeed this year. I think he is being used way better than he was last year uh, because he's just purely playing center and just going block to block, not being asked to do stuff in space unless it's standstill threes, um, which has helped boost the numbers. Um, Rich for me, I don't really get it, and I kind of get it, but... Um, I thought Carrington to the 76ers made a lot of sense. I know the the red flags with him uh, with the lack of rim pressure are starting to become a little more evident. But I think with the Sixers, that's kind of just a nice fit where he's not going to have to do too much and over exert himself and he can be a good shooter. He can facilitate for others and learn behind guys like DeAnthony Melton um, and Tyrese Maxey, obviously, um, as he kind of continues to figure out his game. I'm still believing, um, Bub. I'm still believing. Same. I'm not out of the lottery. Um, 
I, I said before when he was impressing, I said this is this is judgment day stuff now. Like you you have to showcase what you can do when you are the target. He's got a target on his back now because everyone's paying attention. And I think he's bounced back. He's had some rough outings. He's He just had a nice little solid performance, showed some really good flashes. Like, there's still really good flashes. And if he's legit 6'5", freshman, <laughs> some NBA team might be pulling him to be like, no, you can stay in this year. Like, come on. But we'll see. I, I think that, that's someone that this huge upcoming weeks for him like months when it comes to conference, but just huge games coming up that he just needs to put together another solid stretch. And then I think that that buzz will start to heat up again. All right. Um, let's move on and round out the first round here. So at 26, we had Pacomi Dadier to uh, Indiana at 27, Trayvon Brazil to Orlando at 28, Kobe Johnson to the bucks at 29, Otega Owe to the Celtics and at 30, Tyler Kolek to the Timberwolves. Where do you want to go? I love this range. The, like this is. I really like a, this five. It's a really good five, and I know people are being like, "What?" But oh <laughs> man, looking at this range right now, like these are my guys. I just like them a lot. I think Brazil's finally starting. He just had a big performance, so he's starting to heat up a little bit again. We'll see if he can keep doing this and put some consistency. And Kobe, I mean, the, the, the magic had to move on from Mobamba, so they can just bring in Trayvon Brazil. Moving on, uh, Kobe Johnson <laughs> at 28 seems like a, a really good sneaky yeah. pick. I feel like he's also one that could just keep climbing. Pacome, I love. I, I was a little shocked Pacome went in front of Saloon, and I feel like I'm the leader of the Pacome fan club. Um, we have some members that are very excited. Um, Ignacio was really pushing the Dottier train. Um, I know, and I was very proud of it. Very adamant, and no ceilings plus subscribers can experience that uh, when we when we post that video. Um, But he's he's fun. He's starting to figure some stuff out. He is, and I've heard good stuff. I think he's going to heat up. I mean, this is a guy that impressed me since basketball without borders last year. He got hurt in the off season. Kind of was playing catch up. Ratio Farm Olm's really good team this year. Like they have yeah. a talented roster, so he's earning his minutes. He's very young, six eight. I think he just turned eighteen or so. Yeah, so he's very young, very talented, very fluid. Um, so I'm I'm I liked a lot of these picks, Metcalf, and I liked Kolek to the Teal. Yeah, I, I really did. I he is so much fun, and if anyone has it, his. Press conferences. It's a quote <laughs> machine. He's God, unbelievable. Imagine him and Ant. Oh, gosh. Oh, but, I mean, that's a crafty that's... player that yeah. I think teams know what his limitations are. You know what he could bring to the table. And you put him in the rotation. That's smart. Um, Otego Owe. I love him. I think that would be a Celtics pick if Stevens ever makes a first-round pick. But <laughs> I loved I loved all those picks. I was like, yeah, that's a good range. Yeah. I How... How many of these five do you think end up moving up or down um, when it comes to next draft? Uh, what would you think? I would say it, it Kobe honestly, moves up. If I had a bet on one, I would say Kobe. Uh, maybe I, Brazil. Uh, Brazil would have to really get cooking. It wouldn't sur- surprise me if always closer to 20 than 30. Um, me too. Me next too. one, I think Kobe moves up just because it's that consistent two-way impact. Um 
won't shock me if Dottie moves up. I, I, I think if come next mock draft, it wouldn't shock me if this five was almost directly swapped with the 21 through 25 grouping. I agree. The funny thing is, too, it, it, for everyone listening, like if you start seeing the mainstream boards and stuff, you can see when someone's starting to get a little bit of buzz. Because if all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're, they've magically appeared on the board or they've <laughs> magically moved up 10 spots, it's like, uh oh, there's some breadcrumbs. And it, it's, that's the fun part we love. We love when we get the buzz and then we start seeing like everyone else is hearing some buzz, too. So, um, yeah, good range. We moving um, on. Yeah, let's let's just kind of fly through the second round here. We'll go like 10 at a time. All right, I'm going to try to show graphics fast. Um, All right, at 31, AJ Johnson to the Knicks. I still think AJ's going first round. Uh, 32, Alex Caravan to the Pistons. 33, Izan Almanza to the Spurs. 34, Alex Stewie to the Timberwolves. Uh, 35, Garway Dual to the Bucks. 36, oh, how quick are you? Uh, I'm on fire. Come on, baby, let's roll. 36, to... To Jane Saloon to the Celtics, 37, Ariel Hookporty to the Blazers, 38, DJ Wagner to the Knicks, 39, Tristan Newton to the Clippers, and 40, Eves Missy to the Rockets. Whole lot going on. I think a handful of these could very easily go in the first round. Um, where do you want yeah. to start? Um, man, I would say. I watch Tristan Newton play basketball and I get to a point where I'm like, why not Tristan Newton in the first round? I get it. He's older. He's, I think he's a super senior, but if that outside shot is consistently coming around, that man is just a damn good basketball player. So that's my hot take right there. I I think DJ will people overreact about where he ended up, but I think that's right. I think Saloon could go in the first round. I think you put it perfectly. A lot of those names could be going in the first round. Tui's a dark horse to to get up there. I'm pretty out on Almanza right now. Um, yeah, same. I I was, I think the low man of the group uh, coming into the year, and yeah, you were good feel, there. Feel feel fine about it. It's early. I'll I'll wait and see. Yeah, it's sure. just, he doesn't. He's not showing anything in areas in which I'm like. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be getting excited if you showed me anything here. He's not the jumper's not there. I don't think he's ever gonna get drafted to be like, oh, we're gonna feed Almansa in the post. So it's tough. But it's also a guy that ends up in a great fit and it's just like, oh, he plays his role really well. But I don't know. What uh what else did you think? Um yeah, and the I I really, really think that guys like AJ Johnson, um, and even a guy like Trenton Flowers who I don't think we even had go in this top six or no, go in this which, draft. And I was pushing him for quite a while. Yes. Um, I think there are still major flaws with both those guys, but I really, really firmly believe that both flowers and AJ Johnson are going in the first round because of the contract situations and the ability for team control and the ability for these teams to immediately put them in their strength and conditioning in their culture, in their system and develop them in the G league for at least a year. Um, so I very passionate about both those guys going in the first, um, couldn't convince the group, unfortunately. Um, no, I would, there's a lot of guys like that. Um, I, I love Tui to the Timberwolves, uh, Garway just, he struggled recently. Um, 
the the shot just isn't where it needs to be. His on-ball creation is so much fun, super shifty. Uh, the defense is awesome. Um, just might be a sophomore guy and unfortunately trending in the wrong direction currently. And we should have said this earlier, but I didn't for everyone listening. Like there was like 10 guys that we were all very excited about, very intrigued about. And they're all like freshmen. And we we're all like, I don't think he's a this year guy. Yeah. Like, it, and we were yes. like it right now. He's not a this year guy. Cause we got to a point like Elliot Cadell. We brought him up very early and everyone like, it was almost like a, just a huge pump the brakes moment. Cause we were all like, okay, we need to talk about this. Like Elliot, we all liked him. A lot of us liked him a lot in the preseason. I think I had him lottery preseason. I still seen some good stuff, but I was like, he's not, I don't think he's a this year guy. And everyone agreed. So I was like, it doesn't make sense for us to project Elliot Cadeau to go 53rd when he wouldn't declare, he would probably stay another year. So we were just like, okay, like whatever. But there's a lot of guys like that. Like Caleb Foster, Jared McCain, Garway, I feel like, was right on that fence where yeah. we were like, hey, is Garway in that conversation? And I love Garway. I, I really think he is a damn good basketball player, that it's a matter of time. But I, right now, I would think he would be another year guy. But there's also guys every year that shock the shit out of us and say, I'm staying in. And we're like, what? Why? Like, <laughs> But promise season. So I. I don't know. That that one was interesting to me because I was like, well, if he stayed, I think someone would try to be getting him earlier, but yeah. you never know. Um, all right, moving on to 41 through 50. At 41, Dylan Jones to the Thunder. At 42, Bobby Clintman to the Lakers. 43, Donovan Dent to the Trailblazers. 44, Aaron Bradshaw to the Pelicans. 45, Miles Kelly to the Rockets. At 46, uh, we had Adaimara to the Clippers at 47, Dylan Mitchell to the Heat, 48, Zach Eady to the Pacers, 49, Juan Nunez to the Spurs, 50, Wuga Poplar to the Celtics. I mean, Eady to the Pacers was just too funny. No, it was actually like a... Okay, I think he goes earlier. Sense. I do too. The thing I will say about Eady, and we've said this on previous pods... I'm just going back to the other picks, but we've said this on previous pods. Someone's going to take the gamble. Someone's going to say, if it works for, it's either going to work for us or it's not going to work for somebody else. I think Donovan Dent's the wild card to watch too. Um, 6'2", Sharif Cooper, you mean? Can he shoot better than Sharif? Not entirely, but that's why he's 6'2", Sharif Cooper. I don't. I mean, I think I buy a little bit more. He's just he, one you need to start he, watching closely. The, the shot comes out flat, and he doesn't elevate at all. Um, much better around the shot. rim. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Well, not much better, but he's six two instead of five eleven or whatever Cooper was. Um, definitely a name to keep an eye on. I think he's the best playmaker in the country right now. Um, Mara, I'm pretty out on. Uh, I just don't see it. Um, also, I, kind of, I think I got vicious with him on my board, but uh, go ahead. Um, just kind of surprising to me how far Wooga Poplar dropped. I am clearly the the the, lo- the lone fan of him. Among Where do you the have group. him? I think I have him. One second, let me filibuster 23. Okay, so I'm gonna need to definitely. T- I can't 
jump in. I'm I'm outside of the lake and I can't jump in. I'm standing and looking at the water. I just I'm wanting to believe, but I can't do it. He seems like he's talented, but I I still got him like late 30s, early 40s. Um, but I feel like if I move him up, it's that next step of belief where I'm like, okay, I'm in. But he's been fantastic to start the year. Um, I'm not complaining if the Celtics got him where they got him in this mock draft. So it'd be great, but. I'm trying to think of anybody else. I just can't get in on the Bobby Clintman experience, but I think a lot of people were trying really? to kind of think. Are you saying that with sarcastically? No, I, I have him in the first round. I have him at 22. On Bobby? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you don't always, I mean, we're not always right, but. But I, I tend to be. I, uh, <laughs> please, I just can't. I, no, it just <laughs> an, it just seems like an idea. But I need to. I'm I'm, I'm wait. I'm no, very I, patient I, with these guys. I get it. I get it. Um, anybody else? Uh, no. Let's move on to round finishing this draft off. Uh, okay. so 51, Riley Kugel to the Wizards. 52, Aduthiero to the Kings. 53, KJ Lewis to the Sixers. Uh, 54 forfeited to Adam Silver, uh, 55, also Adam Silver swooping in, uh, 56, Baba Miller to the Rockets, 57, Jalen Bridges to the Pacers, 58, Tristan De Silva to the Magic, 59, Harrison Ingram to the Nuggets, and 60, Milan Mamselovic to the Hornets. You pick? Um, Kugel's probably the big name to talk about. Yep. Um, him going to the Wizards feels like Jordan Pool 2.0. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's he's one of the more frustrating evals for me because some of his stuff looks like an all NBA level scoring guard, like creating like multiple crossovers into a turnaround fadeaway mid range jumper that's heavily contested and it's nothing but net and it's one of the prettiest shots you'll see all week um and then the very next possession he'll try and make a pass and it doesn't get within 10 feet of its target and the same shot that he just drained misses by five feet um i don't know i i still have him in the first round this felt like a really 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 aggressive drop to me um but there's some in the crew who just are out. Dirty Dancer, good comments. The Silva's too low. Boswell should be drafted. Um, yeah, I'm good. As to a very, very big Arizona Wildcats fan, bear down. Um, I understand why Boswell's getting a lot of love. I have doubts. I'm a little bit more patient, but we'll see. If he keeps this up, He's making shots. Yeah. When he's making shots, you know, shout out Corey. Corey says, looks good when it goes in. <laughs> when he's making shots, Boswell's good. But when, when it, it's just the rest of the stuff, we're going to, we're going to get a little bit of a rough stretch and I'm, I want to see what he does then. And then he'll start to heat up in my book. But I think if you're looking at that, KJ Lewis is the name to watch out. Um, I loved watching his high school stuff. Corey was pumping it too. And I was like, yes, and I've been impressed every single game he gets on the court. Freshman, physical. He just fills up the box score and knows how to play. I think he's going to be a guy that really starts to 
make some noise throughout the year, especially if Arizona keeps playing good because he just comes in and makes an impact right away and he's just oozing with upside. So um, that's one of, one of the names I like. Um, I also think Harrison Ingram has shocked me. He looks way better. Yeah. Way better. I saw him with Albert two years ago when he was at Stanford. We saw him in Vegas. I was like, man, he looks a long way away. And um, he looks like his frame is filled out in a great way. Like he's turned that. He's a little doughy before. Shout out. Mm -hmm. That was Albert's terminology, not mine. (laughs) Message me at Team Metcalf 11 (laughs) if you have complaints. How dare now you. he looks now he looks like bulky he, 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 and he's playing a little aggressive i've loved what i've seen from him so far so it's just an interesting one we're, we're seeing a lot of upperclassmen look like they're starting to find their groove finally and i think this is the year to take advantage of that well who else did you do you have thoughts of nothing overly pressing um Tristan De Silva is a name that will probably rise on the next one. Um, some fans are, are you skeptics. A fan? Um, I'm not not a fan. Where um, do you have him? Where do I have him? Thirty nine. Sell me on him. Like, is uh, it just a smart? Like, oh, he, he smart defender knocks down spot up threes. Isn't and, there a lot of those? No. Yeah. But I mean, in this draft, why not? Um, there, there are some who are a lot higher on him. I don't necessarily buy a whole lot of on ball stuff with him. Um, but I mean, th- this probably isn't a perfect comparison because he's not quite the same level shooter. Um, at least I don't No, Never mind. It's, it's a horrible. No, say it. No, say it. I was going to say Sam Hauser, but I, I don't think that's even apt because they're the inverse of each other. I, I think best case scenario would be more of like a Grant Williams type player. Um, really just playing the strings of my heart with a couple Celtics. Just shout out. Just Grant, like former the, those kind of toolsy forwards who yeah, they're I not going to create okay. their own shot. They're not going to create for others, but okay. they can finish a play. Uh, they can, you know, play defense. So I know some who are very, very high on him. Um, yeah, I can't drink from that same. I can't drink from I'm that cooler. There um, where who who didn't get drafted that or who didn't get mocked that you were shocked by? AJ Mitchell's the big one for me. I I, I was appalled. Um, well, you didn't bring I, him I up think once. I, yes, I did. I I out loud I could quote for quote it if you want me to. I was like, I am shocked that there has been no love at all for AJ Mitchell at this point of the draft, this is ridiculous. And I, I even said, I, I know Rowan's a fan too. And you guys just nothing. I was like, well, cool. So everyone do your <laughs> job because you haven't watched AJ Mitchell. Film. They're averaging like 23 games. So yeah, like it gets pissed. I get pissed off in there. Everyone gets pissed off in there. I think someone nominated someone for like 10 straight picks. And I was like, I'm about to pull my hair out. But I, I, I started AJ. mentioning Trent flowers around 27. He's um, looked better. I think he should be when he's got minutes and, when he's gotten minutes, he's put up numbers and he plays hard every time he's out there. Um, I don't love him. I know some scouts do. Um, I know some other analysts do. I'm intrigued and I think he's worth taking a swing on in the first because of the the extra year and the guaranteed contract and all that stuff that goes into it. But not having him in here, I get it because of some of the tape is pretty rough, but 
I think there's a lot to still be really intrigued on. A um, couple other names. I mean, Scotty Middleton fell into that w- group. Doesn't necessarily think he's a this year guy. Bucket. Um, so he kind of fell out. Um, uh, friendly reminder, someone brought him up today on the private Discord. And I pointed out that after his first 10 games at Ohio State, Malachi Branham was averaging six points a game. So I was just like, some of these guys, it just clicks out of nowhere and you you buckle up. But it, it's just like that with a lot of freshmen. I think I brought up Jared McCain a bunch. I was like, he deserves to be drafted. And then it was just like, okay, if we're having that conversation about he's a next-year guy, I'm fine with it. But it was a heated one. It was a heated mock draft. Um, who else? I was kind of that? surprised no one really went to bat for uh, Melvin Adrinka. Um Was a little I've, shocked. I've fallen out of love, but... I thought there would be some kind of, uh, hey, why not him uh, conversations. Um, the other name that, you know, I'm is just just on the fringe of my top 60, Gibson, Jimmer, Gibson Jimerson from St. Louis. This dude is going to play in the league. He rocks. His name is ludicrous. It is absurd. But he, the kid can play. And yeah, you haven't watched watch him at all him. yet, so... Uh, no, I haven't. So, I, so, so how about you do I, your job? I, <laughs> I, I watched uh, I watched a little bit, but I, I you know, I'm not going to... my talk, I've got way too many names, and if I'm th- I'll throw him on the list. Of, I'm trying to move people up of, like, who's knocking on the door and getting in the top 60. Um, I'm excited for everyone that doesn't know. It sounds like Bronny's going to make his debut Sunday. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. I'm sure ESPN's pumped about it. I just think there's a lot. It, it's just, you know, Matthew Cleveland, I think I'm on that train oh. with you that he probably should have gotten a little bit more love. But I think it was a lot of guys that are like, I've already been hurt before. I don't want to get hurt again. Like, it's just a lot of wait and see with some of these people. Um, Keisha Johnson of Arizona is going to get drafted. So that is a guy that's going to be an NBA team is going to just scoop him at like 40 five or something but if he keeps playing this way let me put it that way so uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought up matthew cleveland because i have him at 35 um and a whole, bunch uh, of, a whole whole bunch of words coming on him at no ceilings nba.com on friday so go check that out what are you gonna ask i have him lower but i need to i just realized i need to revamp this whole stretch of this board so yep i gotta go back to the lab tonight um i don't know anyone else that i wasn't like shocked about um yeah i don't think shocked i'll I'll just say two other names to keep an eye on uh kind of deep sleepers uh eric reynolds from st joseph's kick and play uh electric score really fun um and then Keyshawn george from miami um i the more i watch the more i think he might be the best long-term prospect on that team Uh, yeah, I mean, there's gonna be there's people already asking about Terrence Shannon Jr. Um, and I feel like it's been Groundhog Day where I've had this conversation like <laughs> eight times. So I'll get around do, to watching TSJ. Do 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 you want to have that conversation right now, or do do you want to give it a week or two? I I mean, you can. Have you watched him closely? Um, I mean, I've seen a couple games this year, but I I haven't dove super in. Yeah, I haven't dove deep. Again. But I'm, impressive through 10 games but we were here last year and 
the year before and the year before and the year before. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to give everyone a shot, but it, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where I want to. I'm never going to half-ass an evaluation. Like if I'm going to give Terrence Shannon Jr. a full report, I'm going all in. Like I go for everyone. So I just haven't gotten to that point yet. I've been watching everybody else. Um, It's kind of weird. I mean, there's just been some names that I'm impressed that I'm wondering if we're going to pick up a little bit of momentum. Like I don't, I don't. It's so weird with the freshmen that you love that are like, well, the stats have it backed up, but they look like they could be just super yeah. awesome sophomore prospects. Um, and I, you know, Elliot Cadeau is one I mentioned, Scotty Middleton, Caleb Foster. Like, I, one of these guys seems like they might just swing and all of a sudden be like, okay, maybe it's more of this year, but you, you really just don't know. You, you don't know right now. All right. Um, that's all I got on the mock. Um, let's move on to our rookie wheel spin. This is just going to be real quick. New segment. We're kind of trying to do this year as we, uh, you know, we're, we're going to try and keep doing more NBA stuff all year. We're doing it over at the site with written stuff, uh, doing it more on pods. Um, but I'm sure many of you listeners, uh, may listen to the slam and jam over on the athletic show. Shout out to Andrew Schlecht. Uh, they do awesome work over there. Um, him and Alex, really fun podcast. So kind of stealing this idea where they do their team of the week, we're doing our rookie of the week. So I just kind of took like the top 15, 16, 17 or so minute leaders um, for the rookies right now, as other guys get healthy or figure out roles and that that those increase, I'll add them to the wheel then. Um, But let me just share my screen real quick and we will. um, Are we just talking about them now or are we just, we're going to talk about them next week? No, we're going to talk about them next week. So we're going to spin the wheel now and we're going to figure out who we're going to kind of cover in a little 10 minute segment. I love it. uh, Next week to kind of go over what we've liked, what we've disliked, surprises, all that kind of good stuff. So um, just going to pull it up and hit the spin here. Big money, big money. No whammies, no whammies. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) This is fantastic. Tamani? Tamani Kamara, Portland Trailblazers. Uh, bit of a deep cut right off the bat, um, but next week. How good we are. At <laughs> no, um, that's a good one to start out. Tamani's done some good things. I'm pumped. That's that's fantastic. All right, so we, we will dive into Tamani's game. Um, maybe get a guess, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, time and schedules permitting. Um, but Rucker, as we kind of round out this episode, what is the best thing in the basketball world that you've seen recently? Um, I had a good one. What was it? I had a really good one. Um, Steve Clifford yelling to set a screen was hilarious. Um, I want to clip that up and just send it to Nick, our editor, for fun. Halliburton lately has been awesome. The Pacers, I think the end season tournament, this is why it's actually such an awesome idea is for teams like that who are trying to get to the next step of being like a, uh, an actual team that's always contending for the playoffs. And they're trying to get that experience. You get that vibe now of like, okay, this is exciting. And they've been fun to watch. Halliburton's just a bad, bad man. And I, it's funny because I, I've been watching him SGA and I'm like, these kids, 
these guys got to be in the MVP conversation. And then I just, before we recorded, went and looked at Jokic's numbers this year, and I was just like, it's like oh, what he's the hell, man? <laughs> it's like, what? what is with this guy? Like, I think he's almost averaging like 30, 13, and 10. It's wild. It's just a beast. So, um, yeah, basketball's awesome. I, I know that's a little bit of a bold answer, but I, I feel like it's just been a lot of good stuff lately. What about you? Um, I Hallie tonight went off. It was like 27, 15 assists and seven rebounds. Um, just absurd stuff from him this year. Uh, I'm going to go with Keyshawn George, though, from Miami. Um, I mentioned him in passing uh, at the end of the mock stuff, but I think this is a guy who's going to really start kind of climbing up boards. Uh, not a big-time scorer, but his feel is through the roof, uh, really good at attacking the rim, really good passer, especially for his size, good defender, versatile defender. Um, and I believe he is a late growth spurt guy too. So one of the broadcasts mentioned that Miami started recruiting him when he was 5'11", and now he's about 6'7", 6'8". Great throw. Um, So I I really think he's going to kind of start start steadily climbing up boards. Yeah, I'm. I get it. There, there's going to be some guys. Like there, there's always there's always some guys that start making some noise. It's up next couple of board installments. We'll start getting some movers, and it'll get exciting. But right now, it is just wide open. You know, it's crazy. Um. All right, Rucker. I we've gone long enough. I think we'll put we'll we'll push green room to next week. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, give these guys a, a, a little bit more time to maybe dig themselves out of a hole or uh, kind of make their presence felt. So this was a blast. Thank you for everyone tuning in on the stream. Um, really fun stuff. These are always a blast. If you want to read the write-ups, if you missed um, who we talked about, uh, go check out the mock draft at no ceilings It's hundred percent free while you're there. If you can afford it uh, means the world. If uh, you're, you're able to support us with no ceilings plus, um maxwell has a really fun piece with his kind of focus solely on numbers and who really pops um based on his model uh that's coming out on that platform uh next week Uh, i believe it's next week um and then you also get access to a whole bunch of other stuff uh exclusive articles our private discord which has been a blast this year so thank you to everyone who's been hanging out with us there asking us random stuff we love it uh all of you who tuned in who are listening who are reading our stuff you're all the best um but if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to subscribe leave a review and a five-star rating until next time see ya